Little known fact for you all. Yeah. Tyler Bungard was going to be named Josiah Bungard. Tyler is my oldest son, and he was going to be a Josiah, but that didn't just didn't sit well with us. It would have been a good a good thing, but but yeah, not he's Tyler. Isn't it funny that I gave an actual little known fact? And it was true this time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah like an actual fact. Yeah, that is yeah that is <laughs> that is a true fact, Eric. This is one of my favorite Old Testament characters. Okay, I love Josiah. Whenever I have to write about. Old Testament Kings for school. Yeah. I go straight to Josiah. Okay. Let me uh, get back to 2 yeah. Kings. So we're in 2 Kings 22 and 23 and then Chronicles. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 2 Kings 22, 23. And if you want to set your bur- your bookmark, yeah. your bookmark, we're going to go to 2 Chronicles 34 and 35. Okay. Kings. I think I am ready, Eric. Okay. Me too. 2 Kings chapter 22. So, oh, uh, Manasseh is dead. Ammon, yeah. his, Ammon, his son, super dead. And then Ammon had an eight-year-old son named Josiah, who just got elected. Yeah, eight years old. Wow. Josiah rules in Judah. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother was Jedidah, the daughter of Adaya from Bozkath. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, and he followed the example of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. In the 18th year of his reign, King Josiah sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and grandson of Meshulam, the court secretary, to the temple of the Lord. He told him this, Go to Hilkiah the high priest and give him count, uh, and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people at the Lord's temple. Entrust this money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they can use it to pay workers to repair the temple. They'll need to hire carpenters, builders, masons, and... Also, have them buy the timber and the finished stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money that they receive, for they are honest and trustworthy men. Hilkiah discovers God's law. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan, and he read it. Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and the supervisors at the temple. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah, the priest, Ahakam, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and Asaiah, the king's personal advisor, go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for the people and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Asbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah, they went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the proper, with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, son of Har- Harhaz, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. <laughs> oh, we need one of those. Wardrobe. We are oh, no. actively looking for a keeper of wardrobe. Yes, we have a new ministry here at our church. Yeah, yes, if please. you'd like to keep wardrobe for us, by all means. Eric at livingalegacy.church, and yeah. he, he will tell you to put it on paper, and then we'll meet about that new ministry. You're going to need cargo shorts and binge the Bible shirts, just so you know. Yeah. She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this city and its people. 
all the words written in the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I'm very angry with them for everything they've done. My anger will burn against this place, and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah, who sent you to seek the Lord, and tell him this. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the message you've just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against the city and its people, that this land will be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you've died and been buried in peace. You will not see the disaster I'm going to bring on the city. So they took her message back to the king. Josiah's religious reforms. So knowing that... This is the thing that blows me away about Josiah. I'm sorry to give commentary in the middle of this. Knowing that God is still going to judge them and God has already promised Josiah won't see it, that's the context of him doing all the things he's about to do. 2 Kings 23, Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, and the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the prophets, all the people from the least to the greatest. There the king read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the law, to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll, and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. The king instructed Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second rank and the temple gatekeepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used to worship Baal, Asherah, and all the powers of the heavens. The king had all these things burned outside Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley. And he carried the ashes away to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah. For they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout Judah and even the vicinity of Jerusalem. They had also offered sacrifices to Baal and the sun, the moon, and the constellations, and to all the powers of the heavens. The king removed the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple, and he took it outside to Jerusalem to the Kidron Valley, where he burned it. Then he ground the ashes of the pole to dust and threw the dust over the graves of the people. He also tore the living quarters of the male and female shrine prostitutes that were inside the temple of the Lord, where the women wove coverings for the Asherah pole. Josiah brought to Jerusalem all the priests who were living in other towns of, du- of Judah. He also defiled the pagan shrines where they had offered sacrifices all the way from Geba to Beersheba. He destroyed the shrines at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of Jerusalem. This gate was located to the left of the city gate as one enters the city. The priests who had served at the pagan shrines were not allowed to serve at the Lord's altar in Jerusalem, but they were allowed to eat unleavened bread with the other priests. And the king defiled the altar of Topheth and the valley of Ben-Hinnom, so no one could ever again use it to sacrifice a son or a daughter in the fire as an offering to Molech. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the horse statutes that the former king of Judah had dedicated to the sun. They were near the quarters of Nathan, Melech, the eunuch, an officer of the court. The king also burned the chariots dedicated to the sun. Josiah tore down the pillars that the kings of Judah had built on the palace roof above the upper room of Ahaz. The king destroyed the altars that Manasseh had built in the two courtyards of the Lord's temple. He smashed them to bits and scattered the pieces in the Kidron Valley. The king also desecrated the pagan shrines east of Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Corruption, where King Solomon of Israel had built shrines for Ashtoreth, 
the detestable goddess of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the detestable god of the Moabites, and for Molech, the vile god of the Ammonites. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. Then he desecrated these places by scattering human bones over them. The king also tore down the altar of Bethel, the pagan shrine that Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, had made when he caused Israel to sin. He burned down the shrine and ground it to dust, and he burned the Asherah pole. Then Josiah turned around, and he noticed several tombs in the side of the hill. He ordered that the bones be brought out, burn them on the altar of Bethel, to desecrate it. This happened just as the Lord had promised through the man of God when Jeroboam stood beside the altar of the festival. Then Josiah turned and looked up at the tomb of the man of God who had predicted these things. What is that monument over there? Josiah asked. And the people of the towns told him, It is the tomb of the man God who came from Judah and predicted the very things that you have just done to the altar of Bethel. Josiah replied, Leave it alone. Don't disturb his bones. So they did not burn his bones or those of the old prophet from Samaria. Then Josiah demolished all the buildings of the pagan shrines of the town of Samaria, just as he had done at Bethel. They had been built by the various kings of Israel and had made the Lord very angry. He executed the priests of the pagan shrines on their own altars, and he burned human bones on the altars to desecrate them. Finally, he returned to Jerusalem. Josiah celebrates Passover. King Josiah then issued this order to all the people. You must celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God as required in this book of the covenant. There had not been a Passover celebration like that since the time when the judges ruled in Israel, nor throughout all the years of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah's reign, this Passover was celebrated to the Lord in Jerusalem. Josiah, he also got rid of the mediums and the psychics, the household gods, the idols, and every other kind of detestable practice, both in Jerusalem and throughout the land of Judah. He did this in obedience to the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had found in the Lord's temple. Never before had there been a king like Josiah, who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses, and there has never been a king like him since. Even so, the Lord was very angry with Judah because of all the wicked things Manasseh had done to provoke him. For the Lord said, I will also banish Judah from my presence just as I have banished Israel, and I will reject my chosen city of Jerusalem and the temple where my name was to be honored. The rest of the events in Josiah's reign and all his deeds, they're recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. While Josiah was king, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went to the Euphrates River to help the king of Assyria. King Josiah and his army marched out to fight them, but King Necho killed him when they met at Megiddo. Josiah's officers took his body back in a chariot from Megiddo to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. Then the people of the land anointed Josiah's son Jehoahaz as the, and made him the next king. Jehoahaz rules in Judah. Jehoahaz, he was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother was Hamutel, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestors had done. Pharaoh Necho put Jehoahaz in prison at Riblah in the land of Hamath to prevent him from ruling in Jerusalem. He also demanded that Judah pay 7,500 pounds of silver and 75 pounds of gold as a tribute. Jehoiakim rules in Judah. Pharaoh Necho then installed Eliakim, another of Josiah's sons, to reign in the place of his father as he changed Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim. Jehoahaz was taken to Egypt as prisoner where he died. In order to get the silver and the gold demanded as tribute by Pharaoh Necho Jehoiakim, he collected a tax from the people of Judah requiring them to pay in proportion to their wealth. 
Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Zebedah, the daughter of Padeah from Rumah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestors had done. Okay, we're going to now turn to Second Chronicles chapter 34 and read 34 and 35 together. Second Chronicles chapter 34, Josiah rules in Judah. Josiah was, how old, Eric? He was eight. Yep, eight years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem 31 years, and he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, and he followed the examples of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. During the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David. Then in the twelfth year, he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem, destroying all the pagan shrines, the Asherah poles, and the carved idols and cast images. He ordered that the altars of Baal be demolished and that the incense altars which stood above them be broken down. He also made sure that the Asherah poles, the carved idols, and the cast images were smashed and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the pagan priests on their own altars, and so he purified Judah and Jerusalem. He did the same thing in the towns of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, even as far as Natali, in the regions all around them. He destroyed the pagan altars and the Asherah poles, and he crushed the idols to dust. He cut down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel. Finally, he returned to Jerusalem. In the 18th year of his reign, after he had purified the land and the temple, Josiah appointed Shaphan, son of Azaliah, Messiah, the governor of Jerusalem, and Joah, son of Joahaz, the royal historian, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. They gave Hilkiah the high priest the money that had been collected by the Levites who served as gatekeepers at the temple of God. The gifts were brought by people from Manasseh, Ephraim, and from all the remnant of Israel, as well as from Judah, Benjamin, and the people of Jerusalem. He entrusted the money to the men assigned to the supervisor restoration of the Lord's temple. Then he paid the workers who did the repairs and the renovation of the temple. They hired carpenters and builders who purchased finished stone for the walls and the timber for the rafters and the beams. They restored what earlier kings of Judah had allowed to fall into ruin. The workers served faithfully under the leadership of Jahath and Obadiah, Levites of the Mirarite clan, and Zechariah and Meshalam, Levites of the Kohathite clan. Other Levites, all of whom were skilled musicians, were put in charge of the laborers and the various trades. Still, others assisted as secretaries, officials, and gatekeepers. Hilkiah discovers God's law. While they were bringing out the money collected at the Lord's temple, Hilkiah, the high priest, he found the book of the law of the Lord that was written by Moses. Hilkiah said to Shapham, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan. Shaphan took the scroll to the king and reported, Your officials are doing everything they were assigned to do. The money that was collected at the temple of the Lord has been turned over to the supervisors and workmen. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. And when the king heard what was written in the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and Isaiah, the king's personal advisor, saying, Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for all the remnant of Israel and Judah. Inquire about the words written in the scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger has been poured out on us because of our ancestors have not obeyed the words of the Lord. We have not been doing everything this scroll says we must do. So Hilkiah and the other men went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet, with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Harhas, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. Yeah, there you go. Yep. She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. 
This is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring disaster on this city and to its people. All the curses written in the scroll that was read to the kings of Judah will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I'm very angry with them and everything they've done. My anger will be poured out on this place, and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah, who sent you to seek the Lord, and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this city and its people. You humbled yourself and tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord, so I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and have been buried in peace. You yourself will not see the disaster I am going to bring on this city and its people. So they took her message back to the king. Josiah's religious reforms. Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, and the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the Levites, all the people from the greatest to the least. There the king read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant of the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all of his commands, laws, and decrees with all of his heart and soul. He promised to obey all the terms of the covenant and were written, that were written in the scroll, and he required everyone in Jerusalem and the people of Benjamin to make a similar pledge. The people of Jerusalem did so, renewing their covenant with God, the God of their ancestors. So Josiah removed all detestable idols from the entire land of Israel and required everyone to worship the Lord their God. And throughout the rest of his lifetime, they did not turn away from the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Second Chronicles chapter 35, Josiah celebrates the Passover. In Josiah, he announced that the Passover of the Lord would be celebrated in Jerusalem. So the Passover lamb was slaughtered on the 14th day of the first month. Josiah also assigned the priests to their duties and encouraged them in the work of the temple of the Lord. He issued this order to the Levites, who were to teach all Israel who had been set apart to serve the Lord. Put the holy ark in the temple that was built by Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel. You no longer need to carry it back and forth on your shoulders. Now spend your time serving the Lord your God and his people Israel. Report for duty according to the family divisions of your ancestors, the following, following the directions of King David of Israel and the directions of his son Solomon. Then stand in the sanctuary at the place appointed for your family division and the help of the families assigned to you as they bring their offerings to the temple. Slaughter the Passover lambs, purify yourselves, and prepare to help those who come. Follow all the directions that the Lord gave through Moses. Then Josiah provided 30,000 lambs and young goats for the people's Passover offerings, along with 3,000 cattle, all from the king's own flocks and herds. The king's officials also made willing contributions to the people, priests, and Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehel... The administrators of God's temple gave the priest 2,600 lambs and young goats and 300 cattle as Passover offerings. The Levite leaders, Konaniah and his brothers, Shemaiah and Nethanel, as well as Hashabiah, Jael, and Jozebad, gave 5,000 lambs and young goats and 500 cattle to the Levites for their Passover offerings. When everything was ready for the Passover celebration, the priests and the Levites took their, palace, their places, organized by their divisions, as the king had commanded. The Levites then slaughtered the Passover lambs and presented the blood to the priests, who sprinkled the blood on the altar while the Levites prepared the animals. They divided the burnt offerings among the people by their family groups so they could offer them to the Lord as prescribed in the book of Moses. They did the same with the cattle. Then they roasted the Passover lambs as prescribed, and they boiled the holy offerings in pots, kettles, and pans, and brought them out quickly so the people could eat them. 
Yum. Afterward, the Levites prepared Passover offerings for themselves and for the priests and the descendants of Aaron because the priests had been busy from morning till night offering the burnt offerings and the fat portions. The Levites took responsibility for all these preparations. The musicians, descendants of Asaph, were in their assigned places, following the commands that had been given by David, Asaph, He-Man, He-Man. and Jaduthan, the king's seer. The gatekeepers guarded the gates and did not leave their post of duty for their Passover offerings were prepared for them by their fellow Levites. The entire ceremony for the Lord's Passover was completed that day. All the burnt offerings were sacrificed on the altar of the Lord as King Josiah had commanded. All the Israelites present in Jerusalem celebrated Passover and the Festival of Unleavened Bread for seven days. Never since the time of the prophet Samuel had there been such a Passover. None of the kings of Israel had ever kept a Passover as Josiah did, involving all the priests and Levites, all the people of Jerusalem, and people from all over Judah and Israel. This Passover was celebrated in the 18th year of Josiah's reign. Josiah dies in battle. After Josiah had finished restoring the temple, King Necho of Egypt led his army from Egypt to do battle at Carchemish on the Euphrates River. And Josiah and his army marched out to fight him. But King Necho sent messengers to Josiah with this message, saying, What do you want with me, king of Judah? I have no quarrel with you today. I am on my way to fight another nation. And God has told me to hurry. Do not interfere with God who is with me, or he will destroy you. But Josiah refused to listen to Necho, to whom God had indeed spoken, and he would not turn back. Instead, he disguised himself and led his army into battle on the plain of Megiddo. But the enemy archers hit King Josiah with their arrows and wounded him. He cried out to his men, Take me from battle, for I am badly wounded. So they lifted Josiah out of his chariot and placed him in another chariot. Then they brought him back to Jerusalem, where he died, and he was buried there in the royal cemetery, and all Jude and Jerusalem mourned for him. The prophet Jeremiah composed funeral songs for Josiah, and to this day choirs still sing these sad songs about his death. The songs of sorrow have become a tradition and recorded in the book of laments. The rest of the events of Josiah's reign and his acts of devotion carried out according to what was written in the law of the Lord from beginning to end are all recorded in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Long okay. one. Good stuff. Called it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that was good. Very good. Yeah. Wow. So, right. how about a so what from that? Yeah. Chip? The so what um, for me is Josiah's, just his love of God's law, his mm-hmm. love of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was just, he was a changed man. A yep. changed man that led people to change their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was all based upon... The word of God and then his desire to follow the will of God and the way of God and impact so many people by it. And it just it consumed him. And so I don't I think I know this about you, Eric. So I'll say that that you know, and I'm the same way. I want God's word to do that in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have some days where we're just kinda just get the reading done. But I would pray that you know, for you and I and all of our listeners out there today and many others, including my kids and your kids and everybody, mm-hmm. that they would love the Word of God and the breath of God, uh, the voice of God, the plan of God and the path of God that He gives to us. And love it. Live their life by it. Stand on it. Don't walk away from it. And I just love it. He, it consumed him. It changed it his did. life. It yep. changed the people. And he made decisions based upon the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Good decisions. And I thought, you know, that's, that's just so good and i pray that for you that you love it now you can't love it if you don't read it right and you can't love it even if you read it and you don't apply it 
you got to read it and then apply it and then live by it and ask God just to transform you and and just make it what you do every day. I think that's that, man, you just it's there for a reason. Change your life. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the exact reason. Good. So where's Jesus in this text? I think it shines light on uh, Orthodox Hebrew worship practices were reading scripture, like you just said. But then there was one other thing that was really important to them as a nation that they had been neglecting for hundreds of years at this point, mm. and that was the Passover. Mm. You want to know why? Because Jesus is at the center of the Passover. Yeah. And so there was nothing more important that they could do as a worship practice mm. than celebrate the Passover. And Josiah recognized that. Yeah. You know, he recognized that, okay, we've read the law. Okay, we've purified the land. The next thing we need to do yeah. is the Passover. We need to do the Passover. Yeah. And not even David did the Passover like this, mm. right? It wasn't since the time of the judges and Samuel. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's incredible to me. Josiah turned this whole nation yeah. toward Jesus. Yeah, he did. And that's just wild to me. And he did it because he yeah. loved the word of God. Yeah. Um, so we know Jesus as the capital W word of God. The word became flesh, right? Good. And yes. so pretty cool. So yes. that's where Jesus was in this text today. That was very good. It was a long one, but a good one. Long. I love Josiah. So, so rich, him. so powerful. We love you guys so much. Wear your Chip and Eric shirts every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, Don't wash not? them. Why not? Wear them nonstop. Yeah. And we'll uh, read to you tomorrow. Yep. Bye.